the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Nation is brought to you by Draper, focused on innovative solutions. This is Tim Albright with AV Nation with a look at women in AV. Uh, with me today uh, is a young lady I got to meet uh, through a mutual friend of ours, Alicia um, Henley, uh, Shamika Dunmore. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, so thank you so much for, for connecting and, 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 uh, and, you know, answering the, 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 you know, the big dumb guys uh, email. Um, so you and I, we did not meet at Infocom, but you were in Infocom. I was at Infocom. Um, yes, it was a smaller show, but oddly enough, we did not meet. Um, and uh, Alicia reached out and said, Hey, I got some really cool folks that I want you to, to connect with. You were one of them. Um, so as we're kind of doing with, with this, with this program, the first real question is, is how did Shamika get involved in the AV industry? Well, thank you for having me. Um, a little bit about my background, how I got into the AV industry. I actually was doing live production in the house of worship space. Didn't actually know AV as far as knowing the actual audiovisual name as an industry. I was doing a live production for a total of 13 years and leading throughout college. And from there, I pretty much... Um, changed from working professionally in the oil and gas industry and decided to explore more of IT sectors. And that's when I found out about audiovisual. Uh, initially, I started out as a AV technician. Then I migrated to an AV design specialist, soon enough, an AV design engineer. And now I, and I also dipped into sales engineer as well. And now I am the director of audiovisual services for a small startup here in Houston, Texas. So that's been my journey in a nutshell over the past uh, six years or so. I have a question, and this is uh, not usual for me on specifically, but you mentioned House of Worship. And I, I, is it something that... that um, where you were attending a, 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 a church, you were attending a, a, um, a house of worship and you were like, you were volunteering and that's how you got involved in, in the industry? Yes, that is exactly how I got involved. They needed helping hands with the communications team, uh, specifically with the sound production. And I've always had an interest in doing audio specifically. So I jumped on that opportunity and joined the team and that's when I learned all of the ins and outs of working through the audio system, how to run a service for um, actually multiple services. And through there, that's how I was able to get into that type of um, experience. I would I would argue there there are, there are some folks in, in the industry now that that say, oh, you know, all, all the AV is is nothing but a bunch of old roadies or failed musicians. Uh, or somewhat successful musicians, but they just said, you know, they, they had bills to pay. I have found that there's a lot of, and I would put myself in this, in this category as well. Mm -hmm. Those of us who grew up in church, who did what you did, right? Volunteered, um, and found out that this is something, number one, we're good at, we're interested mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. And secondly, there's an entire industry, right? Uh, yes. of, around here. 
Uh, I, 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 I find that it, 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 number one, because it's, you know, it, it's where I came from, but I, th- I still think it's fascinating anytime I talk with anybody that kind of grew up in church and grew up in, in AV kind of simultaneously. Yeah, it is. It is a terrific experience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. So, so when you kind of came up and, and, and not necessarily in church because, um, or, or maybe, but, 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 you know, you, you started looking at, you know, the design aspects of AV, the engineering aspects when you were coming up, you know, what sort of, of challenges did you face, um, in the industry, um, specifically? Challenges I faced in the industry specifically, I would geared it toward local opportunities within my local city. There weren't many opportunities available at the time when I was pursuing AV. It was more or less interest in mainly technicians. There weren't many opportunities to advance. So I kind of found myself kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, okay, do I want to remain a technician? I want to explore the AV industry more and try to find out or figure out what can I do to advance myself. So as a result, I ended up leaving Houston. I actually worked for a few AV um, companies, specifically residential and also a digital marketing company in Austin, Texas. And I did that for a total of two years. And that's when I was able to land a system design engineer opportunity. And from there, I wanted to explore AV a lot more and found out there's a more expanded market in California. So I took it upon myself, left Texas, moved to California, and that's when I worked for A10 Technologies as a sales engineer. And there I was able to learn a lot more about Infocom and the attendance and a lot more AV companies and partnerships that I was able to establish while being there. And while I was there, I was happy to find the Avixa Women's Council and also the Avixa Diversity Council. So all of this, I was able to form many connections while living there and being able to bring back the experience to my local city to see how I can further expand the industry a lot more. I'm, I'm curious, the... I have um, some colleagues that I know that have gone, um, they would say back and forth between residential and commercial, right? And, mm-hmm. and God love them. There are some folks that are like, that's, there's a line of demarcation there and you don't cross it, right? If, if I'm a commercial person, I don't know anything about residential mm-hmm. and vice versa. I, I'm always fascinated with somebody who, who actively has done that. Mm-hmm. And, and talk for a second about what sort of, what aspects of that residential market you can you can still put into pla- into practice today because I know that there are some because again there are some folks that they don't care where the AV is they're going to go and they're going to design or they're going to put it in. Um, I would say some of the aspects are a little bit similar between residential and commercial specifically. Um, I would say the only difference is with residential, of course, you're in someone's home and there's a lot more advanced technology involved and a lot of customization involved. So that's where it kind of gets a little bit tricky because you want to, of course, um, cater to the customer needs and their expectations. So I would say that is the only challenge you have to face, but you have to really pay attention to the detail and be ready to be able to provide those type of systems that the actual homeowner is looking for. 
So that's pretty much what I have noticed um, working in the residential sector specifically. Yeah. I, I have a dear friend. She she has an immigration firm here in St. Louis, and, and she said, um, in residential, there's a lot more emotion involved. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I love the fact that you're laughing at that. But that's yes. that's the truth, right? Because you're you're in yes. somebody's house, right? If you if you if you get the color wrong in somebody's boardroom, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna bat an eye, right? I mean, they right. might, hey, that's the wrong color, you know, green or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot more emotion involved in somebody's house. Sure is. Um, <laughs> I, I'm fascinated by by your journey here. So so walk me through the the process of how you were able to not just, you know, uproot yourself, right? But, you know, and, and there's a trope here about Californians leaving for Texas. You went the other way, right? Okay. Um, and, you you know, you were able to kind of not just overcome your, your, your geographic um, um, limitations, but you were, you actively sought out, you know, other opportunities in different cities and different states. Walk me through that and, and advice you would give to any, any woman, young or old, you know, Who's looking to expand themselves to not be constrained by by their zip code? I would say to any woman who is interested in expanding their horizons in the AV industry, no matter what the zip code or city or state you're in, put yourself out there. You never know what you are going to get. I actually had advice from my brother who advised me to move to California because he has been in California for the past 30 plus years and has seen the opportunities of AV, even though he's not within that industry or profession specifically. But if I didn't take his advice, I probably would be still stagnant in Texas, not knowing what to do, where to go. So I would say, if you want to expand on your experience, put yourself out there. If you know someone who has the same zip code that you're trying to head to, you can speak with them, get their advice, maybe use their zip code for applications. Hey, who knows? It may work. You never know. So I would say just put yourself out there. I am really quite curious before we, uh, how, how did you end up then coming back to Texas uh, and, and back, uh, obviously specifically to Houston, um, having gone to California? And, and I asked this as a, as a big dumb Midwesterner, right? I'm, Born and raised in St. Louis, so you know I don't know that I'll ever leave uh, this this wonderful area. But you know, having gone to California, which to me has been always been interesting, but also also is Texas. So bring me bring me back full full circle full circle here. Well, um, during the pandemic, uh, my position as a sales engineer was eliminated after about a solid ten months into the pandemic. Uh, company got to the point where they couldn't hold it up anymore and my position was eliminated. Houston is my home city, so that is what I knew. As soon as I got the word, I just picked up, packed up my bags and moved back home, per se. And luckily, when I moved back, I was able to find opportunities based on my experience that I honed from Austin and also California. That's when I found the current position I am in now. Absolutely. Um, talk for a second about, you know, when, when, when you, I, 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 sometimes when I ask this question, I feel silly. You are, you are a, a, a much younger than I am. So <laughs> don't misunderstand this question. 
when you retire many, many, many years from now, <laughs> many years after I do, um, what would you, what would you like to see changed in the industry? Mainly what I would like to see changed is expansion of the industry. You talk about AV. Yes, it's big and it's niche, but it's not large in general. We can look at numbers of predictions of profitability in the AV industry, like it's going to be $325 billion by 2024. But as far as the recognition of the industry, I would like to see that more recognized over the years and really have people have interest in pursuing opportunities in the industry and promoting it. Um, that is what I would like to see long before I retire. I would hopefully like to contribute toward that continuously and really see the industry expand. The, the, then the second part of that is, is yeah, how, how do you? How do you help that uh, expansion? The way I would help with expansion, you know, technology is always changing, emerging. So I would like to be a part of the aspect of technology constantly building because that is what technology is about. It's also, it's always about advancement. And I would like to be a part of that advancement, whether I am attending trade shows or industry meetings or face-to-face -face clients who knows nothing about AV, I would like to contrib continue contributing toward that. And that has been my passion, at least for the past five years since I've been in AV. So that is what um, I would say the technology is the main aspect I would like to contribute toward. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question just because it, it, it popped in my head and, and you can tell me to go away. Um, <laughs> You, you have had, I, I said this before, a fascinating journey. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're done yet. So just, you know, just, just if, if somebody could, could write a job for you or, or create a job for you, what do you think you're, you're like ideal? This is Shamika, 100% on, on point, on fire. What is that? I would say anything audio. I love AV, I love audiovisual, but I am an audio girl to the heart. And any job description that has audio written all over it, I am there. So I would say that is the ideal job description for me once it reads audio. It's a perfect job description in my book. All right. Very good. Jamika Dunmar, thank you so much. Uh, if somebody wants to connect with you, how do they do that? Uh, you can connect with me. I am on Twitter at sham underscore Dunbar. And that is the only social media handle I have for right now. But I can be reached on there as well as LinkedIn at Shabika Dunbar. All right. Very good. We'll have Mitchell put the links to those. So thank you so much. Shamika Dunbar, thank you so much. Uh, for us, for Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv, and you'll find more videos and interviews uh, with other fantastic women in the AV industry there. All that and more at aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv.